It's Thursday the 18th of March. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. Shane Lee, do you have your mouth guard, your shoulder pad, your boots ready? Because I know that's the way you watch your footy. i got my boots polished, my mouth guard sitting beside the, uh, beside the TV, mate, ready to go. I'm pumped up for the night, particularly to watch the AFL. Yeah, flipping between Richmond and Carlton and Parra and Melbourne. There's plenty on. And, of course, I'm pretty excited because we've got this cricket bat signed by Chris Gale, the Spartan cricket bat. And all you need to do to be in the running is to follow us, Afternoon Sport, on Twitter or Facebook. Coming up on the show today, Vince Sorrenti. He's a funny man. He loves his sport. Steve Gillis, the Rugby League Player Manager to the Stars. And Andrew Martin, Sky Racing host, to look at the Golden Slipper. Well, we are about to get the AFL underway, Shane. Crowds will be there tonight. Richmond taking on Carlton, MCG. It really is a wonderful thing to look forward to. I don't want to over-talk it, but we've had such a dark year. Yep, and Melbourne is such a sporting town, mate, and they will be chomping at the bit for this match. And there'll be 50,000 people there tonight to, to watch the match, and they'll be cheering and... You know, they'll already be talking about it this morning uh, before they get there. So it's um, it's going to be a great spectacle. And uh, and I know Melbourne's had a pretty tough time over the last year. So uh, they'll be celebrating tonight. Yeah, Carlton Richmond, this mighty Richmond football club with Dustin Martin. I don't think I've ever seen a better player. And uh, Damien Hardwick signing again or looking to sign very soon after all the drama that he's had. Collingwood again tomorrow night. Of course, they take on the Western Bulldogs. Nathan Buckley not signed yet. But we did see Eddie Maguire make his way back onto the TV uh, last night. And I think both you and I very happy with that. Uh, I think we were pretty vocal in saying that, uh, you know, we wished Eddie all the best. He hadn't done everything right, but he's done a lot of good things for the game. And it was good to see him back on the TV. It was good to see him, mate. And uh, he was a class actor way you responded. Look, yep, he has done a few things wrong, but I'm a big fan of Eddie Maguire uh, for what he's done, for not only for Collingwood, but for sport. And um, look, he came out and, and once again, um, I stood above it all, mate. He said he didn't blame the board. He hadn't fallen out with them. They were only rumours. Um, yes, he was disappointed when he was stood down or he stood himself down, um, but he wants to get onto it. He wants to go back and support Collingwood and he'll be out there at the MCG watching him um, kick the first ball uh, this round. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got Steve Gillis coming on the show to talk rugby league, of course, play manager to the Stars. Just quickly, Cameron Smith, he seems a, a little lost since his uh, retirement. This whole period, the last few months, uh, those close to him saying that he's been a little bit hard to, to contact. And I suppose that makes common sense. It's not easy when you just leave something, is it, when you've been there so long? I remember when I was at Channel 9, 23 years. It takes a little bit of an identity change uh, when you've been somewhere so long. It can be really, really tough, Timmy, and uh, I think there's two types of players. One like myself that I, I sort of went to university and I was working whilst I was playing. So when I retired at 29, pretty young due to injury, um, it was pretty easy for me to, to move on because I had something else. Someone like Cameron Smith who's just lived and breathed this um, has never really thought about anything else. Those type of players really struggle, I think, post-career. Um, they probably look in the mirror in the morning and go, well, what, what am I all about now? I used to be just a footballer. That's how I identified with myself. 
Um, so he needs to work out what's going to make him happy in the future and give himself a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, well, hopefully he might get a tip from uh, the great Andrew Martin because he is the host on Sky Racing and it is Golden Slipper Day, the richest race in the world. It's an extraordinary race. It's going to be a very wet day, it looks like, Marto. How are you? Uh, gentlemen, I'm extremely well, thanks. I'm ahead of one of my favourite days of the year. Marto, any tips, mate? What's going to happen the Golden Slipper? It's a big race. Yeah, it's a huge race. Um, it's worth three and a half million, Shane, and it's wow. the richest two-year-old race in the world, of course, and not only does it win connections $2 million if you're first past the post, if you own a cult that wins and 10 of the 11 males in the race this year are cults, mm. you can butter on about 40 to $50 million inside about 70 seconds, although I'm tipping the race won't be running one in 70 seconds this year. The mm. weather forecast is unbelievable, as you guys know. I've just had a look at the Bureau up to 220 mils of rain up to and including Saturday. Well, if that was to fall, we might be lucky to race at all. If we do race, by golly, it's going to be a heavy track. And most of these horses this year have never been exposed to heavy surfaces. In fact, 14 of the 16 runners this year have never been on a seriously rain-affected track. So that makes it very, very tricky. There are two horses that have raced and won on heavy. They are our president. And four moves ahead. Now, she's the unbeaten filly, and she has a debut win on the Kenzo track at Randwick on a heavy eight track. Hey, Marto, has there ever been a gold slipper cancelled due to weather? I'm not sure, to be 100% honest with you. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. One thing that I have learned as a punter, the most dangerous thing that you can do in punting is to punt on the weather forecast. Anyway, we'll have to wait and see. Marto, what about what about the phantom call for us, mate? What about something, a little bit of magic uh, about the golden slipper of 2021? Here's our cooler, Andrew Martin. And Andrew Martin is going to be Ian Craig, one of the most brilliant race callers in the history of the Golden Slipper as they approach the turn in same. And Profiteer on the inside is just shading O President. Mallory works on the outside from Animo, ingratiating. And where's Artorias? He's back in the ruck and going okay, but needs an out. Down to the 300. O President running a cheeky race for Boss and Waller, just shading Profiteer. And Mallory is starting a run with Animo. It's still Profiteer. No president. It's stay inside just in front of the golden slipper. Mallory tries hard from Artorius. It's stay inside just in front. It's stay inside coming away and stay inside wins it. Oh, stay yes. inside beats Mallory and Artorius four moves ahead. Oh, president. With all the rain about, what an appropriate winning name. And of course, another win for the Inform Freedmen. Thank you so much, Ian Craig. As Stay Inside becomes a $40 million cult. Andrew Martin, it's always a lovely, lovely time to have a chat. Enjoy your Golden Slipper Day 2021, gentlemen. Afternoon sport. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, he's the player manager to the stars, Steve Gillis. Right, a lot of news swirling around in rugby league on and off the field. Steve Gillis, player manager to the stars, how are you? Good, thanks, Timmy. G'day, Shane. G'day, mate. Um, interesting chat going on. Um, Paul Kent having a bit of a go at Greg Alexander from, from the Penrith Panthers saying they should let young Burton go even though he's under contract. Um, uh, yeah, but it's pretty early in the season to be calling that, isn't it? Oh, look, uh, everyone's entitled their opinion, as you know, Shane. But obviously, roster management is, is such an important thing when you're shooting for a premiership. Penrith have a genuine chance of winning a premiership. And if they were to let uh, Matt go 
tomorrow and they suffered a serious injury in the halves a week later, then their roster management would be judged at poor. So it's about timing, it's about management, risk management, uh, weighing it all up before making decisions. But look, I would probably, if I was uh, at Penrith, doing what, do what Penrith are doing and, and keep your, keep your cards up your sleeve and, and see how it all unravels. Injuries happen. It's a long, hard season. And I'm absolutely certain if Matt Burton plays out the season at Penrith, he'll play plenty of first grade. So we've seen a decision to let Joseph Suwali play. Uh, it's probably going to be called the Suwali rule. Um, uh, those in the past uh, who hadn't reached 18 weren't allowed to play, but they're going to let him play. What do you think? Oh, look, Tim, I've, I've seen him play and I've seen him train and he's certainly physically ready. He's a, a big kid. And the only thing um, stopping him in the eyes of many people is is the the numbers printed on his birth certificate. So, look, I'm sure uh, the Roosters have done all their due diligence. I'm sure the NRL have done their due diligence. And I'm sure he'll play at some stage this season. I don't have a major problem with it. Mate, Ryan Pappenhausen had an absolute blind uh, uh, first round. He's got some speed, that kid, I tell you. Um, and he's saying now he's um, under or looking to uh, re-sign potentially, but he wants to know what Bellamy's doing. Um, obviously a very, very good coach, Bellamy. Yeah, look, not not sure anyone's seen Ryan quoted saying that. Um, so that, that may have, have got a bit of a snowball effect in the media. Look, any player before he, he signs um, with a club like Melbourne would ask the question, hey, is coach going to be around? Or, you know, it'd be nice to know. Now, whether the coach is there or not, Melbourne uh, probably, if not, yeah, well, they're certainly one of the best-run clubs in the competition. I am pretty much certain they'll know who their next coach is after Craig Bellamy now. You won't see Melbourne put up a sign, you know, position vacant. They'll have a succession plan. They'll know what's going on. It'll be relayed to the players that are coming off contract and they'll make their decisions. So I don't see it as a biggie. It's just um, a natural part of the process. You, you you manage Ryan. Is is he that pivotal on uh, whether Bellamy will stay or not? No, definitely not. And as I said, Tim, Ryan, um, uh, you won't have seen him quoted saying anything like that. It's, it's just part of the process, mate. It's just part of the, the business. And I, I would think any player uh, across the game would ask at some stage if they're signing with a club and the coach was coming off contract, hey, coach, are you going to be here? You know, Whether the coach is there or not um, doesn't mean that... Um, Ryan has any intention of not being there. It's just it's just a question that would be asked. I should say he's extremely happy with the club. Uh, they're winning things. Uh, he's about to play rep footy. He's in great form. He's a Clive Churchill medal winner. So uh, there's no reason why Ryan Pappenhausen wouldn't want to be part of the Melbourne Storm going forward. Fair enough, too. Uh, round one got away last week, mate. Um, uh any standouts for you? The storm looked good. The roosters looked good. Yeah, it was it was interesting, and people talk about the you know the potential gap between the top and the bottom teams. I, I see that too. I see a lot of teams, um, and we're only talking about one one round. And I'm hoping some of the teams that struggled bounce back this week. But some of the teams look same same for me as last year, without naming them. You know, there isn't really a team where everyone's sitting back going, "Wow, you know, this this team's going to jump out of the ground this year." I think we've all got a fair idea of where it may track, and I think that's the way it will track. Yeah, what about Adam Reynolds? Where's he at? I thought he played pretty well in a in a beaten team last week. Not easy to travel to Melbourne, as history would show you. They haven't lost a, a first-round match since 2001, and, of course, since 2003 when Bellamy got there. Uh, where's he at? How close are you to uh, signing him uh, either at South or somewhere else? 
Yeah, look, no, no news there, Tim. Um, pretty much stagnant with South. Um, you know, last discussions we had a few weeks ago, and they were keen to table a one-year deal. And, and Adam has indicated that he wants longer. He doesn't want ten. He doesn't want five. He'd probably accept a two-year deal. But until we get to that position where South is prepared to uh, discuss a two-year term, then nothing's going to happen there. And, He'll continue to back himself, play well, and if opportunities come up elsewhere, he'll consider them. I'm sure your door's being knocked on. Oh, it's a bit early, Tim, but I can give you an ironclad guarantee that Adam Reynolds will be playing professional rugby league in the NRL next year, either for South City or another club. He'll he'll, he'll be playing somewhere. Mate, uh, tips for tonight, Eels versus Storm? Yeah, an interesting one. Um, Shane, pretty uh, fast game last week. Um, Storm and Rabbit, so... Uh, there's a, a little question mark there whether they can do it again. I think the yield at home will certainly give you a good sight. Um, but it's very hard to tip against the storm, so I'd probably go with the storm. We know you've got to move on to a, a very important negotiation real, real soon. So thanks for coming on, Stephen. Uh, you're a font of knowledge. Thanks, man. Oh, what a treat this will be coming up on Afternoon Sport. I think he's the funniest man in the country. His name is Vince Sorrenti and he's a huge sports fan. It's not every day you have Australia's number one comedian on Afternoon Sport, but he's with us today. Vince Sorrenti, how are you? G'day, Tim. G'day, Shane. How you doing, guys? G'day, man. Vince, I believe you're a, uh, you're a Parramatta supporter, aren't you? Jeez, it didn't take long to get into that. Yes. Right into it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a lifelong, uh, long-suffering, as we have to say these days, uh, Eels fan. Uh, I was at the 77 grand final as a, wow. as a teenager, so uh, yeah, a lot of painful me- Well, actually, no, some great memories. I mean, mm. how many people can say they've seen their club win four premierships in their life. So uh, I've got that, even though it is in the distant past. Well, that's it, 1986, and uh, I remember that. It's a bit like the soundtrack of a Western Suburbs boy's life. We used to go to Cumberland Oval through the 70s and then the early 80s, 81, 82, 83, and then 86, of course, under John Money. Could this be the team? I still believe. I still believe I have a splinter in my backside <laughs> from Cumberland Oval. Some of the some of the rotten wood there should be heritage listed, and I offer my <laughs> bum to anyone who wants to have a look at. It. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, Vincent? Obviously, I've worked quite a bit with you over the years. Um, how sport and your work have. Uh, have, have walk side by side because you've actually worked at lots and lots of sports events and have a strong passion for it. Uh, but look, sport is, um, I mean, a, a, as you know, Tim, I, I live in the uh, event world mm. and uh, the, the events that I work at or host or perform at are, uh, you know, they're corporate, they're sort of benefits, they're sort of uh, charitable, their uh, sport is a big part of my market. I mean, over the years... I have done hundreds of sports of it. In fact, in some years, going back in the sort of the mid noughties I mean, sport became like forty percent of my yearly yeah. income. It was huge. I mean, sports hospitality used to be way bigger than it was. Yeah. We say we we often don't know what the new normal is going to look like after COVID, but um, things won't be the same. And I'm, and I'm going to use the example of the. Um, of the financial meltdown of 07, 08, things were very different after that. And one of the big victims 
was sports hospitality. It's mm. nowhere near as big as it is. I remember doing rugby dinners for the AAU mm. where we'd have 1,500 people in a room paying $1,200 a plate, you know, to go to a pre-Bretherslow lunch. I mean, and, and there were like five of them, you know, and mm. these days you're flat out selling one dinner, one lunch. It's um, it's very different. Fitz, has it been tough for a comedian over, over the COVID period? I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's been it's it's been. Look, mate, I've I've never been unemployed in all my life, and uh, mm. love that job keeper. Woo! <laughs> 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 seriously, it's been it's been ordinary. It's been ordinary. I've been. Uh, I mean, I'm a guy who's who loves to work. Not just for the income, but I mean. My job is such a joy. You know, w- w- one reason you don't see Vince Sorrenti on TV or hear him on radio is because I just love being on stage, mate. It's, love. Um, mm. it, it's, it's, it's something I do for free. <laughs> That's a joke. It is a <laughs> yes. joke. And it's been tough. It's really been tough. Can you see some green sprouts now, Vince? Yes, I can, mate. Um, look, the, the, the back end of last year at um, – was honestly pretty near normal. Hey, Vince, growing up, did did you play much sport growing up? You you played league as a kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Played for uh, played for Bankstown Sports. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, rough club, mate. Tough, very tough culture at that club. You know, Hard ground. Well, yeah, yeah. We thought about getting Todd Carney to improve the culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used to search us for knives. If you didn't have one, they gave you one. <laughs> and that's the thing. Sport has, sport has obviously given you a lot of comedy as well because it, it is funny and some of the people in it are funny and they, they're not trying to be. Let's make it funnier. Let's let's get Israel Folau back for God's sake. Not the Dragons, mate. Not the Dragons. Let's see. These rugby leaguers crying out for this bloke, you know, like – and you know, most rugby league players are going to hell anyway. What do I care? You know, it's, it's, hell sounds like a pretty good place to be, actually. You know, you can get a drink, you can meet a bird, and the day court will be sensational. Hey, Vince, I had um, I had uh, Todd Greenberg, the former NRL boss, on my other podcast, Lunch with Lee, and he was saying that, I said, it must be, would have been really tough every Sunday night before you, you get ready to go to work on Monday and you put your suit on and you, he said, you pull out the playbook and then you get an email and he goes, things like, what the hell's a bubbler? Well, that sort of stuff, you know, the, the carny stuff. It's like a nightmare every Monday morning. Yeah. Look, that's a part of rugby league. I mean, look, I don't want anyone getting hurt or, or, or abused or, uh, you know, or anything nasty, but, like, yeah. that's fun. That really is. I love it. I mean, it, and it it almost promotes the game. You know what I mean? It's almost like uh, <laughs> it, it keeps it on everyone's lips. Rugby league gossip. I mean, my wife doesn't even like rugby league, but she loves rugby league gossip. I think it's a it's it, it spreads the fan base. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no game quite like it. Well, well, well just well, it was a bit of a sport the whole Donald Trump thing. So I think we can at least ask you, but you couldn't take the mick out of him, could you? Because he was too funny already, wasn't he, Vince? Uh, that that's been my line since he, since he was elected. He is already so ridiculous that where do you go? Here's some of his interviews. Well, I mean, I, I watched a lot of them last year. was sitting around at home in, in my tracky decks, wondering what to do. Um, his interview with Chris Wallace in the Rose Garden was just hilarious. You know, I'm here answering the questions. If Sleepy Joe were here, he'd be on the ground crying for his mommy. He made me one of the great entertainers. We had two world wars, two beautiful wars. He is... <laughs> 
<laughs> I could have built five walls. They said, hey, why don't you use drones? Yeah, we'll just watch them walking in. <laughs> he, was, he would have been a great comic. He was brilliant. Hey, I've got a joke for you about Trump. Mm. There's Donald Trump, there's Vladimir Putin, and there's Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, all sitting around in a bar having a drink. And Donald pops up. He says, uh, looks like I'm out of a job, guys. I, I tell you what, this democracy really sucks. I, I can't believe I got beaten by that other guy. And Vladimir Putin pops up. He says, oh, oh whatever happened in Russia, if I know I'm going to lose, I just poisoned the other guy. Xi <laughs> <laughs> Jinping starts laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, mate. So what, 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 what's coming up for you this year, mate? You're going to be doing stuff around the footy? You're going to be hanging out at Parramatta Stadium? You, what, what's your, what's mate, I'm like thinking of going to see the Storm game uh, Thursday night. Uh, that's at, that's at, tonight. Yeah, that, that game's tonight, isn't it? Yeah. yeah yep. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I hate the Storm. I, uh, they have yeah. been a thorn in our side for years. They've knocked us out of, uh, well, the last two. Um, yes. Final series and one back in 2017. Um, they've all, the, you know, the biggest one, of course, was they the 2009 Grand Final where they mm. uh, narrowly beat us, uh, being uh, 800 million dollars over the salary cap as they were, whatever it was. <laughs> so and uh, Cameron Smith's gone. Hey, good riddance. Good, yeah. Could you believe it took so long for him to to call it quits? Vince. Mate, the guy's in a coma every time you speak to him. Yeah, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm trying to make a, de- make a decision, for goodness sake. It's not that hard. You're coming, you're going. What are you doing? I mean, yeah, okay. what, what, what about the Eels in, in, in 2021? Can it be the year? Look, uh, we've had some people say that Brad Arthur is under watch. Yeah. Well, mate, so is, um, so are the, so is Mitchell uh, Moses, so is um, a number of players in, in that mm. side. And look, uh, the Eels could go two ways this year, honestly. I, I think that um, despite the fact they finished third last year, I think that gap between where they finished and making a GF is a big one and one that I don't think they've really addressed. Um, I, I don't see them being significantly better this year and they weren't good enough last year. I mean, we had four players called up into the origin side. That's a positive. I think those mm. guys will definitely benefit from that experience. And, you know, origin players always come back and become better club players. So that's, that, that's one plus. Uh, Jennings is gone, obviously. He's a, he's a big hole to fill. He, he, yeah. was, he's, he was a great player. He was still making clean breaks. You know, he had a, still had a great turn of speed. And, and, and uh, he set up a lot of tries on that side for... Uh, for Mike Acevo, so uh, <clears throat> um, he will be a loss. And I, I like this Will uh, Panasini, this uh, young guy they've got coming up through. I, I'd like mm. to see him get a run uh, soon, sooner rather than later. Um, but I just the, – look, I, it, the jury's out. I mean, the Eels are a – they're a club that finds it very difficult to focus. And th- this is why I, w- I was actually pleased with their performance against um, – against Brisbane, they, you know, they, yeah, they, were, they were asleep yeah. in the first half, yep. but to be able to come back, to, to, to be able to turn a game, I mean, Brad Arthur's always identified this as an issue with the Eels. They don't have the sort of the focus to knuckle down, do the work and turn a game around, do the small things, the hard yakka to yeah, turn we'll things, because things don't always go your way in a game, obviously. And, I thought that, look, they had a bit of luck. I mean, that try from um, 
from uh, Reed Marnie got things going. And then the second one, too, had an element of luck in it, although it was a very skillfully played uh, that run down the sideline by um, by Fergo and then the, the backup by Gutho. Mm. So, so look, I, I was actually very pleased with the win. So um, mm. if they can come back against a, a – and they were a fairly determined side too, the Broncos. I thought they yeah. played really well. I mm. was kind of – in that first half, I was going, where did this come from? This was <laughs> quite a shock. You know, it was um, – so yeah, that's positive. But look, the eels can, mate. The eels are, are an enigma. Anything could happen. They could finish first. They could finish last, as they did in twenty eighteen. So, um, now, Vince, the thing about just quickly turning things around, can we can we win the state of origin this year? Oh, mate, I hope so. Oh, so do that I. was embarrassing. Wasn't it? What? I mean, a spe- Anastasia. Ugh. Oh God, I know. She's, what do you think of she her? She ruined my. My summer, mate. I had gigs cancel up there because of those border closures. It, I mean, she cost me a fair bit of money and disrupted all our holidays, of course. But, um, yeah, I'd love to. You know, all the arguments that she they, – they, Queenslanders love to pick an argument. You know, they're always making fun of one of our players in, in, during origin time. Even the Premier was having a go at Brad Fittler, for goodness. Yeah. I mean, now I'll admit, Brad Fittler might not be the smartest bloke in New South Wales, but – he would be in Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. We've got to win. We've got to win this year. New South Wales has got to win. Uh, just leave uh, one thought with you or one question, Vince. How did you cope with, as a father of four, how did you cope with homeschooling through COVID? Mate, I realised just how thick I am. Um, <laughs> I realised, has not maths changed in the last 15? <laughs> oh, mate, it's a shocker. You know, my kids, uh, you know, I've got one genius kid and I've got three who are flat out not bumping into each other. It's <laughs> yeah, One of them can't figure out why his sister's got three brothers, but he's only got two. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Mate, it's always a delight to have a chat. We'd love to have you on again if you if you could give us your time. Any time you like. And, and if, if you're listening and you're thinking of a corporate event, don't go past Vince Serenity. It's vincerenity.com. Actually, uh, yeah, vincerenity.com. Next week, I'm playing in Byron Bay. Uh, there, there's a new club. There's a new theatre restaurant called The Italian. And wow. that's, I'm doing three nights there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night in Byron Bay at The Italian. Vince Serenity. Come and see it. Go get it. The boy from Punchbowl, the only one. What's your line from Punchbowl to Vaucluse? I'm the first guy to do it without a balaclava on his head. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I love you. Thanks, Vince. No worries, guys. Have a good one. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you today goes to Vince Sorrenti, Kylie, no, a big thank you today goes to Vince Sorrenti, to Steve Gillis and to Andrew Martin. And, of course, follow Afternoon Sport on Twitter or Facebook and you'll be in the running for that signed cricket bat from Chris Gale. They're great sponsors, Shane. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And, of course, follow us on Facebook or Twitter and you could be in the running or you will be in the running for the Chris Gale signed cricket bat. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan, the podcast man, McHugh. See you tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.